And then off we go. Oh. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Fry Up. I'm joined by all the uh, regular Fry Ups, Matt, David and Chris, and also a special guest, uh, Simon Wilson. Hey! <laughs> Hello! Hello! But How are you, Mr. Wilson? Yeah. I'm good. That's, you know... Used to lockdown now, or now not lockdown, whatever this now. <laughs> lockdown did easing you, is, the, is the term now, isn't it? Did yeah. you go to the pub yesterday? No, I'm not stupid. I don't <laughs> want to go. <laughs> You're staying alert, Simon. That's the important thing. Exactly. Watch out. <laughs> I'm very alert. I'm at home. <laughs> Watch out when you're walking down the road just in case it hits you in the face. <laughs> you can just hide around the corner. Exactly. Just hide behind yeah. a wall. Get in that bush. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, <laughs> great start. Who did just say that? <laughs> um, so this week, uh, Simon's going to be joining us talking about things he wants to talk about, <laughs> to talk about and just genuinely, uh, yeah, enhancing our lives and also <laughs> real lives um, with his with his with his unique sense of humour and style. Um, what is this so, some yeah. sort of eulogy? Yeah. <laughs> Let's kick it off, shall we? Uh, Matt, do you want to start? <laughs> okay. Um, so, what'd you say? Something light-hearted, please. Uh, yeah, it's quite light-hearted, to be fair. Good, um, good news. Good news all round. Um, have you ever been to Taipei? Anyone been to Taipei before? I mm, have. have. No. Okay. So, um, in Taipei, they have Songshan Airport, um, which is quite well known now because... They are offering starved travel experience extraordinaires, the airport experience. So they put it out to um, everyone in Taiwan, pretty much, offer 60 people for the chance to have an airport experience. Basically, going to the airport, having your holiday at the airport, but not actually taking off. They've done the full whack. I'm talking the food, the um, passport control, the baggage thing, the getting on the plane, but not actually taking off. Why would you want to go so through the, control and customs? Is the random strip searching also included? Well, <laughs> it must be. It must be. It must like, be, David. The part of the airport is going through customs and like passport control and like to do with security stuff with to go through the, the metal detector and things like that. Well, the thing Let's is, be honest, right? Why would you want to? That is the worst part of the airport. The only good part is I'm drink at like 6 a.m. That is the best part in getting on the plane. Everything and duty free, duty free, I suppose. Yeah, and the bacon roll, McDonald's breakfast. Thinking about it, out of all of us, I think Simon, you were the last one to to go abroad. Oh you? yeah, yeah. Well, what was your what's your thoughts on airports? Who likes airports? Like, who actually likes them? <laughs> As a necessity, because you want to go abroad, not because you like standing in a line for hours upon end for something to go stand in a scanner and go. Oh, we now need to check his shoes. We can't have this cupcake on board. Now please go back to the start of queue. Like, who likes queuing? The only good thing about airport is you get your pint before you yeah. fly. Yeah, yeah. And doesn't matter what time of day it is, you're like, oh, I can have a beer. It's 11 in the morning. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only good part of airport. I'm just leaving the airport. I look, at, 
you go to an airport because you have to. It's yeah, not an enjoyable yeah. experience. You go to you can get on the plane to go somewhere where the weather's going to be better and you can drink all day because in Spain, time doesn't exist. Questionable. I mean, that's why you can go to airport, so you can go on holiday. Mm. Well, the thing is, 7,000 people applied to take part in this little experience and they have announced that they're going to do even more as it was a massive success, apparently. One person said, I can't pronounce their name, um, say they said, I really want to leave the country, but but because of the epidemic, lots of flights can't fly. Well, yes, obviously, that's that's what's going on at the moment. <laughs> Honestly, Pete. I can't imagine that sort of thing working over here. There'd be a, it'd just go too wrong. Right, so, so, yeah, so my experience is, oh, I'm not going to get to go on holiday, but at least someone's going to fondle my genitals at Heathrow Airport. <laughs> I mean... Just got to assume that the, the airport in Taiwan is like Thorpe Park or something that all these 6,000 people... <laughs> Probably is, to be fair. Yeah. Let's go ride the monorail to the other terminal. <laughs> and all the things in lockdown, who went, you know what I'm really missing? Airport security. <laughs> yeah, people were like, oh, duh, I miss going to the pub, you know, I miss having McDonald's open. Like, what I really miss, like Chris said, is just getting fondled. Getting fondled by a big burly bloke at a metal detector. Yeah, we, we, we I haven't been touched like that in years. <laughs> Getting felt up because the the, the beep went off because they forgot to take their belt off. Is that what people really wanted? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you're saying, they I, do it on purpose. They leave their belt on. I mean, some people might, Chris. That's how you get your kicks. That's, that's up to you, man. <laughs> for me personally, uh, yeah, getting fond of biting 20 stone Taiwanese bloke in Taiwan just so I can go to the airport is not for me. <laughs> I wonder, because like we said, none of us really enjoy the airport experience. No. Surely, are they making it like a recreation thing? Are they taking out all the bad stuff? Or are people genuinely going so that they can queue up, get told that their bags yeah. too heavy, they've got to leave a child behind at the airport while they go to Spain? Everything. Everything. I mean, but the thing all is, I mean, stuff. I don't know. Obviously, we apparently love a queue over here in the UK. It might not be like that over there. I mean, they might be a bit more organized um, than we are. But yeah, it's the whole experience, every single thing. Just don't take off. What happens when you get to the end then? Yeah, well, <laughs> because get your baggage. Go <laughs> back. I'm just thinking this. You come through arrivals. Yeah, you get to the, yeah, the, the terminal. The baggage carousel and stuff, because that that is again one of the most boring bits. Waiting for your bag to come out on the uh, on the carousel as it goes around, waiting for hours. As yours is inevitably going to be the last bag that comes out. <laughs> Yours is the one that EasyJet accidentally left on the runway. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that happened, that happened in, um, when I went to Chicago. It was half an hour. Everyone else had left. I was still waiting for my bag to come out of the baggage carousel. That was great. God. I, was, I was sharing a taxi with some other people because we were all going to the same place. They were so, uh, yeah, just very unhappy. They went about 45 minutes in the car park before I came out. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> so, in short, none of us are going to go and do the airport experience. No. <laughs> no. Little will it not probably not happen over here, thankfully. No, no. I once tried to crack a joke going through security at an American airport, and that was a big idea. idea. <laughs> what joke was it, Chris? I don't remember. I think it was something about how serious they were, and uh, yeah, they were pretty serious. The guy gave me, like, I looked like I'd murdered his mum. <laughs> definitely says something along the lines of crack a smile, it's only counter terrorism. <laughs> 
Yeah, imagine going through uh, immigration or whatever. Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Particularly in American airports. Yeah, we won't we won't be doing that anytime soon. No. no. Who's got something really interesting to say? No. <laughs> <laughs> My story kind of links it well. It is an airport story. Yeah. Oh, for real? It's yeah. ties in perfectly. Oh, this way. Uh, yeah. It's like we planned it. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like that's a bit cool. Well, because obviously, so yeah, I got married in February and then we went straight on honeymoon and we literally, we went to America. We were flying back from Vegas and we flew back the evening that Trump put the travel ban in place. Oh yes, you're right. Oh, <laughs> like, we did it. We did it with security. Also, the the LA airport, no, Las Vegas airport, is awful. There's literally nothing in there. There's like a small pub and a couple of shops and a few gambling machines. That is it. It's awful. <laughs> what? But, yeah, so we did all the security, all that sort of rubbish. Then we went through, and we didn't even know that travel ban was in place because he was literally doing the press conference as we were going through security. <laughs> So we all, we all sat down and you know wait you know if you sit at your gate for about five years don't you just sat there just bored out your mind and then they start calling like loads of names up to the desk like you don't normally get one or two because there's an issue this yeah. was about fifty people they called up to the desk and we're like what is going on like <laughs> something major is happening right now and then they announced that Trump is putting in a travel ban they're like so. They're not sure on what is actually happening. So they were telling every American they may not be able to get back because they don't know what is going on. <laughs> oh, my Lord. <laughs> what, was, what was the atmosphere like in the airport at that time? Well, there was, there was a few people like freaking out, like, well, I see, I'm not leaving the country. Get my bags off. Like, I didn't yeah. want to leave, yeah. not knowing that I'm going to get back. But the best thing, there were two guys that um, were on a business trip. They were flying to England, and then they were flying on to Amsterdam. And they just sat down and went, yes. Let's get stuck in Amsterdam. We've got a company credit card. That's <laughs> 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 a really good idea until they were stuck there for like seven weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but with the company credit card. Exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. a good seven weeks. I mean, there's only so many like sort of, you know, joints you can buy with <laughs> the company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you file the expenses for that? <laughs> There's so many excursions though, isn't there? And it's the Amsterdam to do. Uh, to do with the rest of the office. <laughs> I mean, those two would have bonded. Probably. I mean, if you then got locked down, you just got locked down in a hotel in Amsterdam. It's not like you can go experience it. Exactly. Yeah, true. true. Unless you got locked down in the red light district. <laughs> with, with, with Dutch terrestrial television. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like a great idea until you actually realise, no, you don't want to be sat in a hotel room for like seven or eight weeks. We're like, well, <laughs> so when that, when that travel ban came in, did anyone come up? Did you, were you called to the, the desk at all to be, be spoken to? Or was it literally just, just American passengers? It was anyone that had a return ticket. Because obviously we were, we were flying back to England, so it didn't matter. Oh, okay. um, yeah. They were getting rid of you, so they didn't mind. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> because they didn't know. Because Trump had literally just said, we're banning flights from Europe. At that point, he hadn't mentioned the fact that the UK was going to be excluded. So they just didn't actually know. Like Everyone in the airport was just like, well, we don't know if we're sending people abroad and then we can't get them back. So we're just going to let you know that we don't know. Life's a lottery. Be lucky. <laughs> <laughs> like, if we tell you, 
that we don't know what's going on and then you still choose to fly and then you can't get back, it's your fault, not ours. Yeah, despite yeah. not knowing what the don't know means. As is usual with American politics yeah. uh, in the last, oh, let's say, four years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the order was placed, but no details were given. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're, we're banning travel. It's going to be a <laughs> name. No, no one is going to travel. <laughs> okay. What does that mean? <laughs> then shortly followed by abuse of any, any reporter sitting in front of him. But there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you want about British politics. At least there's usually some form of explanation. Yeah. Even the half time is total bullshit. I still, I'm still wondering what be alert actually means. Stay alert. Stay actually. alert, Fred. <laughs> yeah, stay alert. Have a couple of coffees in the morning, you're good to go. <laughs> as long as as long as you're absolutely wired on caffeine, coronavirus cannot touch you. Don't stay up too late. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so, David, Chris, me. <laughs> Um, well, to be fair, someone was talking about America. I've got a story from America as well. Go for it. Um, Go for it, yeah. So there was a woman in America. In most of the states of America now, it's uh, mandatory to wear a face mask, um, mm. as is on the trains here now as well. Uh, anyway, someone went into a Starbucks. She wasn't wearing a mask. She's in, um, one of those anti-vaxxers who doesn't believe in vaccines. Nice. So she probably gets some hideous disease later in life. Pick up bleach. Yeah, so she went to Starbucks, asked for a coffee, and when the barista said no, as she's uh, he's well entitled to, she tried to shame him by filming it and sticking it on social media. <laughs> um, this spectacularly backfired, and then the GoFundMe was set up for the barista and raised $100,000 for the barista wow. uh, as uh, a tip. Um, <laughs> and he decided to give half of it to charity and keep the other half to fulfill his dream of becoming a professional dancer and oh, now the woman, yeah and now the woman who shamed him uh tried to shame him anyway has written to a couple of um new york publications to demand some of the money uh a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> what does she uh, want commission <laughs> yeah she says that without the video he wouldn't have got the money in the first place, so she deserves a cut of the hundred thousand. Also, without the video, he wouldn't have been publicly humiliated. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's her. I mean, if you get told to wear a face mask, I mean, how hard? Just wear the face mask while you're ordering the coffee, and then you can take it off when you leave. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I had to wear one yesterday, and yeah, it's a little bit warm, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pro, pro tip: if you're if you if you're in a position where you have to wear a face mask. Brush your teeth beforehand because all you're going to be smelling for the next few hours is your own breath. Sure breath. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. I mean, all of, us, all of us have worn face masks at this point now, haven't we? Like to the shops and yeah. So, yeah I mean, I think, yeah, I don't like it. I've got, I mean, worryingly, I think it's a Chinese brand. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wash your hands every time you use it. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're quite comfy, actually, the ones. Where, where did you get yours from? Did you import it? Uh, no, so... Um, Wuhan. Eleanor's dad is still working, and I think he had to still go out, or they're preparing for them to still be able to do business trips. And so he was given, like, a shed load of face masks, so he just passed a, a few on to me. That's all right, then. Yeah, right. no, they are, they are pretty comfy, to be fair. But the, one, the other ones we've got are, like, the... Um, you know, and you're spray painting stuff, and you got the one, the little one. Yeah, on yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and not so yeah, they're they're not so comfortable. <laughs> the ones you look like a duck or something. Yeah, those yeah those ones. <laughs> you ever if I was the barista, you know she's asking for some money. I would buy a mask, send her the mask, and just say I've donated five dollars to this company to buy you a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've taken the money out of a hundred thousand. It's all it's yeah. all gone for. And maybe maybe the price of a Starbucks coffee, like what five five dollars. Yeah, just give them like yeah. $10 and a mask. Like, Here you go, have a mask and get a coffee on me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm keeping the rest, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. It's, a to- it's a token gesture. He's done what she asked. Exactly. Well, she doesn't need you... anything else. No, not at the moment. Well, a vaccine might help. I mean, as she's an anti vaxxer, a vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> um, just another Karen causing problems. That was, that was the title of the article, was another a Karen in America. <laughs> Actions like like backfire or something like that. What would the I mean, American it's... version be of a Karen? Like, what would the name? What would her name be? Oh, Karen still. But it still be Karen. Karen. It's still America. They still they still speak English in America, Matt. News for us. Yeah, I know. But it, like the names, <laughs> the names are like a bit more rogue, aren't they? Like you get a lot of Chads in America. It's like, well, there's no Chads over here. Ah, uh, no. To be a Chad is something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, we used to be like Matt's in America. And yeah, David. yeah, probably Chris's Simon's probably. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you can do a survey, Fred. <laughs> I've not got that sort of thing at the moment. I'm very, very busy at the moment. Obviously. Oh, yeah, he's too busy to do a survey of the whole of America. <laughs> <laughs> can yeah. I have the names? <laughs> Whether you're named David or Fred, please let us know. I look forward to seeing the results. You're going to be waiting a long time for those results. Don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask, because we've got Simon on this week, is what's, what's your experience been of, of lockdown? Just just for people that don't know, just sort of explain what, what you do. I, I work in an office at the moment. Mm. Um, so we've just been working from home. But literally, because lockdown also started literally the, the, the Wednesday of me getting back from honeymoon. I went into the office for one day, then they went, here's all the equipment, go try working from home. And then the next day I was like, just stay at home now. We don't want to see yeah. you anymore. And you know, now we're like, however many months down the line now. So that's been strange, because I literally my office is um, in my loft, which is just above, above my bedroom. So it takes me about 30 seconds to get to work each day. Yeah. <laughs> which the novelty has worn off. It's uphill yeah. though, so a bit, of a, bit of a tough commute still. <laughs> But the, the weirdest, well, the hardest part is because my wife's a nurse um, and she's doing a lot of night shifts at the moment. So it's kind of hard working in an office and trying to be quiet when she's asleep, literally 30 seconds down the stairs. <laughs> like whispering the whole time when I'm speaking to people, going, oh, yeah, um, yes, because I'm trying not to wake her up. I'm like, yeah, if I wake her up, that's bad news for me. God bless her and the work that she does. Well, I yeah, how 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 sort of things been being married to someone in the NHS? What's what sort of her experience been like of of life and the virus? Yeah, at the start, obviously there was a lot of stress with like the un- unknown sort of thing. But then there's not been too much change besides having to wear like the full PPE, which obviously I'm not. I don't get to see that. You know, I just kind of get to see her. She's still doing her normal shifts, so there's not like. It, it, just, it doesn't seem that much different, just besides mm. the fact that they've got different rules at the hospital. I mean, for a while, 
they were being idiots with it when it came to getting to work. They literally were like saying only like 15 people can get on a bus. And it was like taking some people like two hours to get to work. So I just started dropping her in a couple of days. Yeah. Um, they've sorted that out now. Um, but yeah, it's, it has been, there's not really been much change because it's still routine. You know, she still goes seven o'clock at night, comes back at nine o'clock in the morning. Or, you know, she does all day. She goes at seven, comes back at eight. It's, it, that's it. There's not really much change in, in the routine of it. It's just at the start, it was quite worrying, like not knowing. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah but she on her ward um they didn't really have many cases so it wasn't too she didn't work directly with with like covid like on the covid ward so it wasn't okay. as worrying as obviously if you know somebody who was directly working with it day in day out um because mm. last so, yeah, no, being transferred around as well so they could sort of focus on the covid cases too yeah because she works with children so she's a specialist you know she's a pediatric nurse so she's yeah. they, you know can't really move them too too much because you know you've got to work with kids and it just turns out kids don't seem to be affected as badly so yeah. luckily yeah. it's not been it's, i think now it's starting to calm down a little bit it's it almost feels like back to normal sort of thing yeah yeah which is quite reassuring yeah but speaking of, speaking of that that return to normality the the pubs have reopened <laughs> As of the restaurants, and crucially for Fred Blagden, the hairdressers. <laughs> so it's getting out of hand now. I mean, it's yeah, it's been, it's been. I got my haircut for the last time was a couple of days before Valentine's Day. Um, so it's been, it's been a long time. Um, it was, it was novel at first, but now it's just, it, I, I, it's too, there's too much going on in my hair. Uh, it needs to be cut. <laughs> When, because I mean, just just before the podcast started, we, we mentioned that the pubs have opened. And uh, Simon, you sort of sworn off them for the time being. Just don't want to don't want to go anywhere near it. Don't want to mess with it. When when do you guys think that you know people like us who aren't craving a cold pint of Carling? Um, <laughs> in a, in a Is anyone pub, craving a cold pint of Carling? Genuinely, there was an there was a there a live blog. I think it was on the. Um, in the sun and the bloke that they quoted had said he'd been craving oh, yeah. Yeah. draft carling oh. right. he said it was the first drink he got it was like an angel pissing on his tongue that was it yeah that was in Bristol wasn't it uh, one of yes. the... <laughs> apparently apparently he'd been working all evening tarmacking the roads hadn't gone to bed and waited outside the pub at six o'clock in the morning to get him <laughs> That's dedication. That is dedication. It's a bit of a mad one. Uh, craving, yeah, Carling. And then, I mean, yeah, Bob Noble saying, Angel pissing on the tongue is something I've never heard before. I've uh, never heard that either. The, the journalist must have thought that this is not... That's gold. I've yeah. never in the paper before. <laughs> like, right, someone says that to you, your eyes light up. You're like, that's, that's a headline. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, when, when do you think you'll go back? When do you think you, you boys will, will brave the pubs? To be honest, I'd love... I, 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 the pubs are going to do all they can to social distance, but no one's going to social, like, people say that they will try and social distance, but it's not going to happen, like, after, after, a, few, after a few points. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to happen, like, the, the scenes in Soho this weekend. Mm. Yeah, oh my God. Like, oh, it was, he, it could have been 40, not 40 degrees, like 30 degrees on a summer's day, obviously it wasn't that hot yesterday, but that's no, what so it looked like, there was, it was thousands of people. I mean, the catch-22 is, so the pubs are operating differently under the social distance, 
distancing guidelines. So you can't go to the bar and order. It's all table service. Mm. And you place your order from the table and you go to like a collection point on the bar to get your drinks, which massively slows the process down. So on the flip side, people aren't able to go to the pub and get properly hammered. Yeah, but I think it's, it's okay to have it's okay to have the um, slower service because you haven't got nearly as many customers. Yeah, I agree on that. And I think after a few weeks, people are going to realise, oh, actually, I can't go to the pub and just get absolutely wankered. And well, so I think it will start to ease off a little bit compared yeah, to this, what, it, this, what it's been like this weekend. The thing this is it. I was just going to say, like, if we're like in America where you go out for one or two, which means I'll actually have one or two, yeah. you can go <laughs> to a bar or whatever and, and do that. But, you know, our experience is go socialize, have loads of drinks and then go home at night. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to work like that, buying a round in or whatever. I just think that novelty uh, is going to wear off very quick. Uh, and for me yeah. personally, I'm not really interested. I mean, it's not like I can go and watch proper football or anything at the moment or proper sport. Because that's not really happening. So until I can do that, I don't think I'll probably go. I don't have the urge to as much. Yeah. I can wait. Wait for lockdown to be officially over, and then once yeah. everything is completely back to as it was. I went, yeah. I went to town yesterday. I didn't go into a pub or anything. I went. I only thing I got was a takeaway coffee, um, which was fine. Anyway, the pubs though—it's a difficult one because everyone wants everyone wants that sense of normal life back. And it is a bit like we need we need something like the football combat was a big boost for most people like the morale thing and then it's trying to keep everyone happy I think um, and getting all the hospitality stuff back to work obviously is a big one yeah uh, yeah I don't know if I'll go back soon probably give it a, give it a bit maybe after the summer yeah uh, so let's see how it is then oh, yeah I'm not that bothered to be honest like if you want a drink go get one from the shop. <laughs> how about how about you, Simon? Because you live right around the corner from Weatherspoons. Mm. Surely the temptation is there. The, the whole point of a pub is like the social aspect of it. Yeah. When you go yeah, out, yeah. you go out with a, with a group of mates, and that's kind of what's restricted. I mean, we've got a table booked, but it's for my brother's birthday, um, so that's on the seventeenth. Um, so we're going out for that, but yeah, this is to few us. But we're going for a meal in a pub. That's it. That's the only time we're going, and we're doing that. But then we're going, obviously, straight away. But because the whole idea normally, you'd go to a pub. You, some of the places you you can only have restricted time there as well, isn't it? You've got like yeah an hour and a half window or two hour window. Yeah, I've been yeah. swimming pool. Normally, when you're going to a pub, well, most of the time, every time I've gone to a pub, it's then going on to a gig. That seems that's like my normal <laughs> sort of following. That's not happening. Like, mm. and if if you go into the pub for the evening, you want to go for the evening. And you want to sit there, you want to just chill with your mates, and yeah. you know, yeah, that's, there's that's too that's many things to, yeah, because I've got a drink with three people that I'm allowed out with. I could literally just do this in my garden, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing, exactly. And you can have more drinks in your garden. The thing, the thing yeah. with the pub is you, you go, you go, that, yeah, yeah, like Simon said, it's the social aspect, that's the big thing. You go out with your mates, have a few drinks and a few laughs. I mean, that's the thing that stopped, isn't it, because of social distancing, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I don't think it's it does not that much for temptation. So I just I can have a drink at home. I mean, and it's a lot cheaper just to buy a beer from the shop. Yeah, that for sure. Uh, so, yeah. And like with the social distancing aspect, I'm more concerned about other people rather than myself. Because like every time I've had to go to the shops or anything like that, mm -hmm. I'm very aware of trying to keep my distance. But it's other people who just keep barging into you. You're trying to keep out of other people's way. 
and you know, let's just walk around the supermarket. I can just imagine in a bar, after someone's had two or three drinks, it's going to be 10 times worse. You'll be like, just like dodging the whole time. You have to be very yeah. alert. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I went to the, I, I, I went to the shops just yesterday, and like I'm sort of tucked up against the wall, trying while yeah. people are trying to squeeze past, and other people probably barging their way through, like mm. nothing's happening. And you're like, are you mad? That's the thing. Or, it's like the um, the corner or, shop we've got at the end of our road. It's one way. They've they've like barricaded off the arms, and you go one way. And if you if you miss something, too bad. And I saw I went in. I think it was yesterday. And there was a woman walking the other way round. She started forgotten to buy eggs or something. She was just coming back round. What the hell are you doing? And then you stand there. They've got this shop. They've done a really good job, to be fair. They've got the markings all the way around the shop. And I stood there. I was like looking at, at cakes to buy or something. Obviously. Because of course it was. <laughs> and, and this bloke sort of stood behind me and he's, he's keeping the two metres. And then he sort of looks at me. I make eye contact with him. And he sees that as, oh, okay, that's all right. I can just walk past it now. Oh, Wait your turn. You can pick out your Battenbergs when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> what, with the Battenbergs or something yeah. else? I, I think we have the title for this week's show. <laughs> you can pick your Battenbergs when I'm done. <laughs> I want a Battenberg now. So oh, do I. I do love a Battenberg. Yeah, that... I mean, I brought that up as a, as a, as a story about this. Like, it happens every time you go to the shops, something like that happens. Yeah, mm. it does. You just get idiots, I'm afraid. So now we move on to uh, Chris. Chris, what are you up Um, So since we're sort of finishing off uh, the show today, I, I thought I'd finish with something a little... I kind of get your brains thinking a little bit. Um, I, I do a radio show where we basically ask people to send in stuff that's sort of creative, whether it be sort of poetry or spoken word or whatever. And this one kind of made me think a little bit right because we had someone she was I, I, I think she might have been like an 18 year old girl from from one of our local areas who sent in a spoken word piece about what wendy from peter pan would be like <laughs> 21st century it was really interesting because she was kind of like how much she's like peter i've left so many voice notes for you and you still haven't replied to me this <laughs> is still open you can come and visit me and like and, and bits like that and it kind of got me thinking after it's like what would sort of maybe not just Disney characters, but sort of like ch like childhood characters be like today? Like, could you imagine like Snow White setting up a, like a dating website and being like, "Yeah, I live with seven little men," uh, <laughs> and then also like the seven dwarfs would have joined a union, obviously. Obviously. Um, so, and you know, like, what would like another one be like Goldilocks? Goldilocks would have been done for breaking an entry in the twenty first century, <laughs> but it got me thinking. It's like, have we got any more that you guys can think of off the top of your head, like sort of children's book characters in the Belle. 21st century? Belle. Beauty and the Beast. She definitely would have Facebook stalked him beforehand. Absolutely. And it's bestiality as well. <laughs> I don't know if they went that far, Chris. <laughs> we don't know. These are Peter Pan's kidnapped some kids. I mean, no, yeah, effectively, he did just fly them away, didn't yeah. he, on a plane? <laughs> I mean, that's not great. And, yeah, Captain Hook is trying to kill these kids as well, which also isn't good. Mary Poppins would be defunct because you can just give kids an iPad, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> she'd, be home, she'd be redundant and homeless out on the streets. 
You'd be arrested for giving kids drugs to spill the sugar. <laughs> Take your medicine. But uh, Mary Poppins, why are you heating up the spoon? <laughs> <laughs> Just, why are you doing it over an open fire, Mary Poppins? <laughs> why is there a random chimney sweep? Uh, yeah. <laughs> there wouldn't be any chimney sweeps, would there? Why? Oh yeah, that's true. That is true. What, what would it be what, though? What? Instead, it'd be like Instagram influencer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have oh. Dick Van Dyke posing with personal uh, trainer. I'd be a personal who trainer. Find, who finds from Boohoo? <laughs> Be like Joe Wicks, Joe Wicks, <laughs> or it'd be, be like road technician or something, or roof technician or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I think we're at, we're at a stage now. You think about all these these stories that we're we're, we're naming here, and they're classics. I don't think we'll get anything like that anymore. I mean, the, the, probably the most recent thing we've probably had that even comes close is either like the Mister Ben or Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> what about the tweenies? Do a classic film, though. Yeah, I've got a classic. Well, that's the thing that in terms of the actual, the sort of fairy tale aspect of it. Yeah, I don't think we'll we'll get stuff like that. I mean, I don't know What's about any of you lot. Anymore? I mean, so I mean, I had a little cousin, and uh, we all spent time at my nan's house, and like we'd obviously have to watch what she would watch, and it would be like kids yeah. programs, and you'd watch it and be like, "What on God's earth is this?" How can any child watch this? I, I, I was like, I can't even remember what it was called, but it was just like these weird things. I don't know what they were, but it scared the crap out of me. They didn't <laughs> speak. Like, there was, what? Uh, it's very hit and miss with kids' programs. I will say there is one. Um, when I was still working in the office, there's a few people that are parents. And what they made you watch kids' programs? <laughs> no, but, but they obviously watched kids' programs for their kids. <laughs> right. And he was raved about this kids program called Hey Dougie, which is for like toddlers. And the reason was one of the episodes they did, they were like going down a river for something, but it was a shot for shot remake of Apocalypse Now. How does that work? On a kids program? Yeah. So every single shot was like a remake of a shot from Apocalypse Now, but with a kid's story of them just like going for a boat ride down a river. It's like it's, it's, if you're able to do stuff like that, where you make it so that kids are enjoying it, but adults go, "Hold on a second and, and the, yeah. the adults can enjoy it as well. Yeah. This isn't a, a, like probably the, the first thing that should come to mind, but isn't that copyright? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you use a different different storyline to it. I yeah, I sw- then like plagiarism. Not- yeah, oh yeah, definitely plagiarism. But yeah. I think where it's sort of tongue in cheek, it's. Get away not, with it. Yeah, you get away with it. With regards to the fairy tale thing, though, I mean, you still get kids' films like um, Frozen. That, uh, Frozen. Yeah. Fairy tale, and that's fairly recent. Um, like that. Moana. Yeah. 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 Brave as well, another good example. Yeah. I think it still happens. It's just, it's like stuff that maybe, I mean, like Snow White and stuff with books first, weren't they? But I suppose yeah. you sort of run out of that sort of canon of work but you still got like new stories like for example frozen and uh stuff that still comes out and does yeah does fairly well i mean live yeah, action like, is great at the moment isn't it like with jungle mm. book and um Paddington and stuff like that I, i'd wish they stopped doing that though now yeah, yeah. I, I mean some worked paddington worked 
I thought it worked really well. But like the Lion King one was mm, oh, all right. What I understand about The Lion King is it was still all CGI. It's not live action, is it? It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't get a real <laughs> lion going for it. That. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> a, lot, a lion tamer being like, now no, come on, push him <laughs> off the side. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird watching like, live action remakes, especially stuff like Lion King. Lion King was like, when I was a, a kid, it was like one of my favourite films. It was a bit weird watching Lion the Jungle Book. It felt a bit weird watching those back and like the characters having different voices and not being quite the same. It was a bit weird. Mm. Yeah. Um, because obviously I watched the animated versions when I was, when I was a child. So it's a bit, it's a bit, a bit strange and a bit different. But yeah, I, I think... The thing that annoyed me with the Lion King one was my favourite bit in the, in the original Lion King is when they're doing the, the song to distract Zazu and then they end up, Zazu yeah. stood there by himself holding up like an elephant and like a giraffe and he gets crushed and then that's how they yeah. run away. Yeah. That's not it. The song and they just run off and then he just, oh, I can't find him. And I was like, yeah. no! Because <laughs> it's lazy. They went for pure realism. Yeah. 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 That's, like, that's the thing, part of the, part of the charm of the Disney films is the uh, the sort of comedy stuff you can only do with animation. Yeah. Or like the yeah. Lion King, like the, the really sort of vibrant skies. You know, the scenes where the skies are like these bright turquoises or the, the deep purples. Yeah. And you just can't get that in live action. Yeah, it's not quite the same. I, I, it's, it's really funny kind of watching back sort of movies like that uh, as an adult as well, because I watched back uh, The Cat in the Hat not that long ago. And... Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, you when you decided to watch that, I was very ill, David. I was very ill. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, no, but actually, I didn't realize how funny it was. There's loads of jokes in there that are put in for the adults, which you don't realize as a kid. And you're like, how the hell did they get away with that? And it's, <laughs> but I, I love that. I love now going back to watching and being like, oh, get what it means. Now. <laughs> My innocent mind didn't think about that at the time. Been in animated films as well, though. Like, I remember what I was watching one with. Um, my cousin was quite young it was a while ago I think it was Ice Age and that's got quite a lot of jokes in it that are sort of more geared towards the adults than um than kids I think even, to- even like Toy Story's got like yeah. so many in it it's just hilarious you don't even think of it oh for sure it's in there for sure yeah but I, I'd honestly go back and watch some like some stuff that you haven't watched since you were like I don't know how old, and see if you can try and find some of the inside jokes. It is quite funny. But but yeah, it was an interesting spoken word piece. But it got me thinking that you know <laughs> what characters would be like in the twenty first century, and if it turns out none of them would either exist or they would be banged up for some form of crime. <laughs> how times have changed. Have a good night, kids. Yeah. And on that bombshell. <laughs> Yeah, um, thank you very much for watching and thank you, Simon, obviously, for coming on and uh, yeah, and helping us out with uh, one of our podcasts. And, uh, thank you, can... Mr. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Nice to see you, Simon. Until next time, um, bye. Subscribe, <laughs> like, share, all that jazz. Yeah, yeah like, like, subscribe, <laughs> <Bye>. comment. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>